Hello, everyone, and welcome to Still No Plan. I am Autumn Webb. And I'm Jordan Granger, and we are so happy you're here. How are you doing, Autumn? I am, I'm doing great. You know, when you have like a coma nap, I feel mm-hmm. like last night I had like a coma sleep. And so mm-hmm. I'm like trying to like get my <laughs> together. We were supposed to record last night, but I was so tired. Like I had been in the sun literally all day, every day this whole weekend. And so I was kind of just like, my body is shutting down and I need to go to bed now. And then I slept for 11 hours. And now I'm like, oh my God, I have to like get my life together today because I have not been home to do laundry or anything. But yes, I'm feeling good because of my coma nap, but also just like what day of the week is it? Like, <laughs> what am I, what do I need to do this week? <laughs> Um, I too was in the sun all weekend and I feel you It is so draining, but it's also so nice. Like I'm like, I don't, I don't care. I'll just be tired and like little like sun kissed. Like, I love that feeling. Um, I also went to a Kelsey Ballerini concert at like a winery up here and it was so freaking cute. It was so fun. The venue was adorable. I'm like shocked that they got her like I don't understand how this like tiny winery venue outside of Seattle, like she's like a big singer. So it was definitely like a small venue for her. Like she kept kind of making comment, like cute comments about it. And like, she was like, I love audiences like this. Like, it's just so intimate. Like, here we all are. Like, I never get to do this anymore. Like kind of saying like, I don't do shows like this anymore. And so, and it was fun. She like came out into the audience and like was, I feel like she was a lot more, just kind of chill and casual about everything than maybe if she was like doing a full performance and it was at the winery. And so you could buy, like you could bring your own food in and picnic and then buy bottles of wine. And like, we bought a bottle of wine and it was like $28 or something like, which is so cheap for like concert drinks. I know (laughs) one concert drink. Yeah. Like a single cocktail is like $18. So it was so nice. So we just like picnicked and listened to Kelsey Ballerini. It was amazing. So that was my like highlight of the weekend. And then it's kind of our anniversary celebration because me and you are both, are both hitting our five-year anniversaries. <laughs> you already hit yours. So ours is over the weekend, this weekend, which is the wedding. So we celebrated. We're doing experiences, not gifts this, this anniversary. I... I feel like Sean and I do that too. I don't like the gift for an anniversary. I mean, at least right now, I'm like, we don't have enough money to be like buying a nice gift and doing a nice experience. So I would Mm -hmm. prefer instead of a gift, I would much rather like do something fun. And so for like anniversaries, it's what we do normally. And then for Christmas and birthdays, we actually like do a gift because I'm like, I I do want to open something sometimes, but like anniversary I don't feel the need at least at this point in my life and our financial situations to be like I need this nice gift like I don't really I'd rather yeah. do something nice but I know Sean and I haven't celebrated yet because we were <laughs> supposed to but then I was we were supposed to do it in the the wedding weekend that we were in Texas but then we never had any alone time which was fine and um so now I think we're gonna celebrate this weekend too and like go to a nice dinner here but <laughs> yeah so we're all, we are on the same track, the same five-year track, which I feel like I was like, we cannot let it go by and not celebrate. Five years is a big, it's I a know. big one. I know it is a big one. I was like, wow, five. I feel as like, I don't know. I feel like four and three, it's kind of like the same fucking thing, but like 
five is like, oh, wow, this is like a long, like we are in a substantial relationship. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was nice to celebrate. We, same thing. Like we were just like, well, Kai was hesitant to go to Kelsey Ballerini. And I was like, why don't we just go and call it my anniversary gift? Like, don't get me anything and just be down mm-hmm. to buy this ticket. And cause it wasn't like super cheap. And then we also did Chris Stapleton mm-hmm. as like kind of his side of it. So it was fun. <laughs> it was a good time. I love that. Oh, I also performed in my in a parade this week. Oh yeah, guys. how was that? I joined this dance team, and uh, they do parades and like different events, like Hard Rock Hotel events or whatever like that. But um, but yeah, it was really fun, and it was cute because I volunteered Sean that he had to help, and um, so well, we also had to bring Buddy though because we were like going up for a grad party later that day, and we had to. Buddy couldn't be home alone all day. So Sean was like holding the banner and Buddy was walking alongside him and Buddy had so much fun because he felt like the parade was like his parade. And um, yeah, it was honestly hard, like really hard to be dancing full out for like 30 minutes while you're walking and like sometimes running because you have to like pick up the pace to be behind, you know, the next person in the parade. And so it's funny because the choreography that we do doesn't look that intense, but it feels so intense because of like, it's literally like sprinting, but also with like having your arms over your head and like doing all these other things. So it was really fun to have my first parade. I'm bummed because they do um, pride parade and that's like the biggest event that we do all year, but I'm going to be at a wedding. So I won't be able to do it this year, but next year. Mm -hmm. Yeah next year that's so fun and so cute I'm glad you're doing that I saw your cute little like cheer outfits it was really adorable it was funny we were like walking and at first the announcer was like and it looks like we have a high school cheer team here and then (laughs) then she was like oh just kidding just kidding this is definitely an adult dance company (laughs) are all adults adult only dance performance team (laughs) we weren't doing anything like sexy for the parade but like normally that's like a lot of the dancing is like yeah on heels like it's not totally kid appropriate all the time and so she's like yeah they're adults disclaimer like over 18 <laughs> everyone it's fine that's yeah. cute funny um what was the parade for independence parade it was kind of like an in-between Juneteenth and 4th of July thing honoring like veterans and people who have served. <laughs> I don't know that was a crazy spread of things (laughs) what I took it as and there was a lot of I mean it was literally just like army truck army truck army truck of these old like cute veterans so it was it was really sweet and at first we had to do this whole like this is morbid we had to do this whole like active shooter like safety conversation just because like I don't know like and um so we had that whole conversation. I was, I wasn't scared about it until we talked about it. And then I was yeah. like, oh shit, like you're kind of right. And, but then when I was there, it's literally just like all this military. And I was like, this is not the right place. If you were yeah. to have a parade, this is not the one to do it. I'm sure all of these like 80 year old Vietnam vets like are, you know, I think they're carrying, I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious and also crazy that we have to think about that I think about it every public event I ever go to it's terrible like there was something 
Oh, I forgot what it was, but I was just thinking about, oh, like all the like big, super rich events, like the Grand Prix and stuff like that, where it's like only rich people are there. Mm -hmm. Like what a great little place to target. I feel like, and it's just, you're like, if you're there, you're like, what's the, I don't know. It freaks me out. I always think about that at music festivals too. Scary, mm-hmm. scary world. But your parade was adorable and safe. So that's all that matters. Yes. Um, I feel like I had one other update for the group, but I am forgetting it. So we can move into our topic for the day on that wonderful transition. <laughs> we promised you all last week that we would do a book club and we're doing it this week. We were going to do it later, but whatever. Here so we here we are. Autumn and I just read on the, on like a reading marathon in Italy. So I feel like that really upped my, the number and variety of books that I read. Um, but we're just going to go through like what we've read so far, if we recommend them, kind of like a hint about what the vibe is and then share what's on our want to read list. Mm-hmm. Do you want to start or do you want so, me to? You can start. Well, also, are we going to alternate books that we have read or should we just read them out? Uh, I think we should alternate maybe. Okay. And I'm just doing series. If it's a series, I'm not going to go through every book in the series. Just to be clear. So as you all know, I have, I finished, I don't know if this was last year or this year, but I finished A Core of Thorns and Roses, which is incredible. And I highly recommend, I will say, if you are like me, you will read the first book and be like, what the fuck is the hype about this book? I hate this love story that's happening. I This book is so cringy and weird and I'm not a fan. And then you'll read all the way to the end and like the last fifth, maybe, maybe even less of the book is like so good and you'll like f- fly through it. And then the second book is slow again. And then it gets picks up in the middle of the second book. And then like all the way through the end of the series, you're literally never going to put it down. I would like block off time chunks in my work day to not be working so I could read this book. I, I'm like a strict 10 p.m. bedtime girly. I can't even like stay out with my friends. I was up to like 2 a.m. reading these books. They are so good. So don't give up if you pick it up and you're not a fan. I highly recommend the book. It's so, so fun. Mm-hmm. I couldn't second this more. I also read these books. I think we read, we read them last year and I recommended them to my friend Camille and I recommended them to her on like a Monday of a week, a few weeks ago. And then I saw her at the airport. We were like meeting up on a Sunday and she already had the fourth and fifth books like in her bag. So and they're, that, they're like 800 page books, some of them. So if that gives you any context for like how quickly you'll blow through them, they're good. They're really, really good. They and good. kind of, I think that was like the first fiction book that really like re-inspired my love for reading again. Because I think the second half of last year was when me and you were like, we really want to start actually reading for fun again and not just mm-hmm. reading self-help. And I think I read like three or four fiction books before A Court of Thorns and Roses and like after just beating through those and I was like I don't know you just like make this whole movie in your head it was like so so fun and so ever since that I've been like you know obsessed with reading again so if you're you're feeling like you can't read start with that (laughs) yeah I totally agree I and I see a lot of people on TikTok saying that like 
all these girls who are like us, like used to be obsessed with reading, but then they kind of burnt out of it in like high school or college or whatever. And then they picked up this series and it like totally reignited their love for reading. And like, I also think, I don't know when you're an adult, you're like, oh, I have to read like adult books. But now I'm like getting over that and being like, no, I'm going to read for fun. And like, when I want to learn something, I can like audible it or listen to a podcast, but like, I'm going to read what I find interesting. So ditto. Yeah. Also, whenever I hear people say they only read self-help books, I'm kind of like, I feel sad for you. Like, oh, you're just like traumatized into thinking that we need to be hundred percent productive all the time. Like, yeah. And I was that way, like literally a year ago. So like, I just feel like, oh gosh, I'm waiting for you. I'm hoping that you wake up because it's so much more fun than just self-help. Like self-help books can be fun, but, um, they're definitely not the bread and butter of my reading. And this year, specifically in 2023, I have started listening to all my self-help books, which has made it like an enjoyable process. Like I actually haven't been listening to podcasts anymore, really, because normally I listen to them like in the morning on the way to work, but I've, since I've been self-helping, I mean, audio bullying, self-help books, I listen to those on the way to work. And speaking of self-help books, I read the four agreements by, I mean, listened to the four agreements by Miguel Ruiz. And um, it's literally like two hour listen. I listened to it on January 1st. Cause I was like new year, blah, blah, whatever. And, um, it was really, it was really good. It's just kind of like four principles that you should always try to abide to every day and definitely not perfect. But I think the biggest one that I took away from that book was not taking anything personally. And I'm not perfect at not taking things personally, but whenever I can trying to remember that because literally nothing is about you. Like no one's actions or words or anything they say or do is about you ever. And, um, just, I think that's like the biggest thing that I've tried to like put together in my adult life is that like, Oh really? No one is that concerned about you. Like you can do whatever you want. And like, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always think about like, I'm not, I'm the main character in my life, in my brain, but like, I'm not the main character in other people's lives. I might not even be like a main character in other people's lives. And so like, like you a think, side character, it's like a great, like, it helps my anxiety a ton to think that way because it's just like, nobody cares. Like mm-hmm. the only way people care is like how the thing that you did changed that or like altered their main character arc story so like if you just said something stupid in a conversation they're not going to fucking care and like hold on to that forever so that's mm-hmm. how I like that a lot um you also that like makes me want to read it knowing it's only a two-hour listen that's so easy and like I feel like you can just kind of check a self-help book like get it done like oh now I did it I love yeah. finishing books too with goodreads because then you can like <laughs> add them to the list yeah if you're like me and you have like a reading challenge this year and you're trying to get to x amount of books this year that's a good one power through it mm-hmm. um again I don't know if this was last year I don't understand time <laughs> so <laughs> I also feel like I can't believe it's already June so but marry him I know we've talked about it a million times but I'm gonna say it again freaking read it it's so good it's like even like I don't agree with I don't want to say I don't agree with a hundred percent of the things that are said in the book I just think it's really thought-provoking and like actually gets you to think about things in a different perspective than you thought about them before and I think a great example is like the title is marry him the case for settling for Mr. Good Enough which I think is so off-putting for so many people but I feel like the way that she kind of like creates this argument and talks about dating and how we think about dating and marrying people like 
your perspective on the title changes at the end of the book. Like, I think that just goes to show that it really does change your perspective on things. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't think it's like, you know, the Bible, you don't have to like listen to it so literally, but it is one, her writing is amazing always. I love her as an author. And two, it's just like very an interesting read, both for people who are in relationships and also for people who are single. I think if you're dating and you're having a hard time dating or like, you don't want to be single anymore, it'll be a good read and a valuable read for you. Mm -hmm. I cannot second that more. I also think it's like, we've talked about this in terms of more like an anxiety perspective with like trying to live like a values-based life. And Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of what this book preaches is like dating from a values-based perspective. Like we are so quick to just write off someone because oh, he's a little nerdy looking, or I didn't like his shoes or like, just like these random one-off things that really aren't that important in the grand scheme of things. And mm-hmm. so it's like, do we want to live the same kind of life? Like, do we want to be in the same place? And also just kind of deconstructing this concept that like the person that you marry needs to fulfill every single need that you could ever have as a human being. And I just think that that's like a little unrealistic in our society as kind of put the romantic relationship on that pedestal of like your partner is your everything and that is all you know so I also love that book um another fun book that I've read this year was well actually it's not that it's a really good book but it did make me cry for like two hours after (laughs) reading it um is Firefly Lane by Kristen Hanna. Mm-hmm. I love Kristen Hanna's writing so much. And I watched Firefly Lane season one and I loved it. And then I read the book and then I watched season two. And um, I read this book, I finished it the night before my half marathon. And I cried for so long the next day that like the next day my I had such a bad like emotional hangover you know when you like just feel like you cried all night last night that's how it was if you're looking for like a cathartic emotional release read this book it's like amazingly beautiful it's it's in my want to read Mm -hmm. um I'm gonna kind of go backwards because the other book that you have I'm gonna say two different series in one because it all ties together read all of Sarah J Moss's books but the order that you have to read them is in a court of thorns and roses and then read the crescent city books which are both of those are incomplete series and then after you do all those read throne of glass which honestly i think throne of glass may be a better series than a court of thorns and roses i don't know why it's not more popular it's a lot less steamy so i think it's a little bit less like enticing that way but like if you're already into Sarah J Moss's writing and the way that she tells her stories like Throne of Glass is so good I think the characters are a lot better I think the world is like more developed which is kind of funny because it I think she wrote that was like her first series and then I think A Court of Thrones and Roses came later so to me it feels like her writing improved between like she like got more developed in like storytelling and character arc and things like that. But I think maybe just because it's a complete series, like all those things are a lot more clear, but it's really, really good. So again, that is the order I would read them in is the Akotar series, Crescent Cities, and then the Assassin's Blade or the Throne of Glass series. And yeah, 10 out of 10, love, definitely read. Also yeah. slow start, but think- still very good. 
but with the Crescent Cities, the Crescent City did take me a lot more to get into, but yeah. it's just because the world is like so vastly different from our world. But like Akatar is like, okay, it just feels like medieval, like 1500s, 1600s world yeah. fairies. But like Crescent City <laughs> is like some whole weird combination of everything at once. Yeah. And, um, so it took me in like a couple hundred pages to really be invested into it, but I really did love it. And the ending for the second one, I was like, what? So I, yeah, I know. <laughs> you have to read this. I was like literally screaming at Autumn to read it because I needed someone to talk to the ending about. I like posted on my close friends stories and was like, has anyone fucking read this book? I need to talk to someone about it. Like I was like, please. And like nobody had. So the ending like makes every everything were hit and it like the ending makes everything clear you're like a little bit confused the entire time and then the ending you're like oh it all makes sense now so mm-hmm. definitely read crescent city yeah and jordan keeps hounding me to read throne of glass and i i want to read them i really do but it's hard when i'm in a book club i'm like juggling all these different book priorities at once yeah. so i need to after i finish invisible life of addie laroe I'm driving mm-hmm. to Barnes and Noble and I will be purchasing Throne of Glass. There we go. <laughs> <For me. laughs> I'm excited. Um, another fun book that I've read this year. Well, I keep saying fun and then they're like not fun. Um, is Jeanette McCurdy's I'm glad my mom died. It's fun. I mean, it's gnarly, but like it's a good read. Uh, and it's also <laughs> like a quick read, and you will power through it because. I, I've gotten onto the celebrity memoir kick because it's kind mm-hmm. of like, whoa. And to hear all of these other celebrities like name dropped and to see, hear like how they, their like real human interactions are with each other is just like so fascinating to me. So yeah, definitely recommend. And I do think on that, I'll get into my celebrity memoir moment. Um, but I'm glad my mom died. Like from the one, I don't know though. There, I was going to say it surpasses like the ones that I've read, but I don't know if it does. Um, but it is phenomenal. Like 10 out of 10 incredible read. Just so raw and open. So I second everything Autumn said. And then I'm going to follow that one up with the Paris memoir. It is unbelievable. My sister who like is not a huge reader and like she'll, she listens to audiobooks, but she also like loves her podcast. So she like kind of goes through things slowly because she's like catches up on all her podcasts and stuff. She finished the Paris memoir in like two days because she was so obsessed and like couldn't stop listening. And so it's really fun. And I, the thing that I think makes celebrity memoirs way more fun is to listen to them rather than reading them because they like tell you the story themselves. But I would say I feel similar about Paris's memoir and, um, I'm glad my mom died just in like how jaw dropping unbelievable these things are and how we as like, I just think it really goes to show we have this view and this understanding of people from like an outsider's lens. And we start to think like, I think this is huge with Taylor Swift fans. Mm -hmm. We start to think that we like know them and understand them and like get like, we're their friends almost. And we have these weird relationships with people and you read these books and you just realize like you have no idea what's going on. Like I remember Jeanette McCurdy was my favorite character and mm-hmm. I Carly, like I loved her. I like felt like I connected with her, you know, like I just was like, Oh my God. And like, this is what she's like. This is like her personality is this TV show personality that she's playing. 
and you just like read about kind of the differences that she lived in. Same with Paris. Like we all have a view and a preconceived notion of who Paris Hilton is. And you read these books and you're just like, oh my God, it almost like turns your worldview around. So yeah, both of those highly, highly recommend. I think the Paris one was even like more compelling and fascinating to me. And I, not because of like to compare their traumas or anything. That's not what I'm trying to say here, but because of just the view that, and the opinion that pretty much everyone in the world had about Paris Hilton was that she was just this like dumb party girl. And to learn that like, she was not that at all. And like, so much of that was like curated or even like why she was like that was because she was like robbed of her childhood. So of course she's going to go out and like party a ton. Like, why wouldn't you? And like this whole like baby voice that she put on was just like a weird trauma response and like a character that she felt safe in. She didn't feel Mm -hmm. safe, like being Paris. And I, I Paris, it's also hers is a lot longer than Jeanette McCurdy's too. So I think you like get to be there for a lot more of her life than you do with, with Jeanette's. Um, but yeah, I think it's also just like, I don't watch an episode of the simple life and then listen to her book. And you're going to be like, Oh my God, this is like reality TV is like completely just fake. Like none of this was even real. Like she was, she knows how to do all this physical labor stuff. As we heard in her book, she was doing that for years. And then she's like, how do I do this? Like, you know, it's just, yeah. Um, it was jaw dropping the whole thing. So I, I recommended it to a lot of people. And some of my coworkers were like, I don't know. I've never really liked Paris Hilton that much. And I'm like, no, you will. Like you have to, you yeah. have to read or listen to this. And, and I listened to it and her, every, like, oh, her voice, like her voice didn't bother me. So, <laughs> so it was a good listen. Agreed. Oh, I was, my phone keeps locking. And then I'm like, oh, where am I? <laughs> um, Another book that I've read this year that I really enjoyed, I read on our trip was Little Fires Everywhere. Mm-hmm. And Little Fires Everywhere, I watched the show in 2020 when it came out. And so I didn't really remember like anything that happened when I read the book. So it was nice to have like a fresh lens. But the book was so much more like in depth and focused more on like this overall story of like motherhood and the different ways in which it means to be a mother, which the show was, but the show also put a lot of emphasis on, on race. And so I'm excited to go back and rewatch the show after reading the book and think like, Oh, like where are these similarities and differences? And like, what do I, do I not like the show anymore after watching the, after reading the book? Like, how is my opinion? It'll be fun to like see their story of it after reading this whole long telling of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the show does more to push, like the show kind of pushes you towards a direction of how you should feel about this, the situations. Whereas I think the book just kind of lays it out more and you're like, you kind of come to your own opinion. That's how I feel. But I also love the book, read it. I read it right after I watched the show and I felt the same way. It was really good. Um, Okay, another one that I think we've talked about is The Course of Love, which is really cute. We both love that book. It's like basically just, thank you, Bella Burke. She's the one that found it for us. But it's basically just following this like couple through their normal real world relationship with like 
commentary from a relationship psychologist like interspersed in the middle it's almost like the book version of couples therapy like mm-hmm. it's kind of that vibe um and it's really good really easy read I think it's like important for anyone to read if you're in a long-term relationship or like again I think if you're just dating it just kind of reminds you like what the important things are and yeah great book mm-hmm um, yeah, I think it's again, like, like marry him. If you're like, if you're dating or wanting to date or in a relationship, it's a good, it's a good read. And it's written in a more fictionalized way. So it doesn't feel like a self-help book. It feels like you're just reading like a fun beach read. Um, another book, a self-help book that I listened to this year is the paradox of choice, which my therapist recommended to me because I've just been kind of like, having a lot of career questions and like not fully sure which direction to go. And my therapist was like, not to scare you, but you should definitely um, make a decision soon and pursue that. And if you don't like, he's like, I have a lot of clients who are in their forties and fifties who come to me with regret because they didn't make a decision at the age that you are. He's like, you're right at that age. So read the paradox of choice and just fucking pick something. And so I did, and it was lovely. And so if you are a maximizer like me and Jordan, and you want the best of everything all the time, um, it's definitely a very like perspective shifting read. And hopefully it's hard. Like it's hard when you're a maximizer to make rules for yourself, to like make decisions easier, but there are areas in your life that you can like sometimes I'm a maximizer with everything. And so when I'm looking for shoes, I want to find the best possible shoe for the best possible price. And I want it to be perfect and all of these things. But now I've just been trying to set rules up like, okay, I want a white pair of shoes. If it's less than a hundred dollars and it's plain white, like, why do we care so much? Like just buy it, you know? Um, so it's a really, it's a very good read. Definitely recommend, but I recommend audible because it's probably a bit boring to read (laughs) (laughs) um like one of those books that just puts you to sleep because you're like reading it yeah it's like the concepts are great and there's a lot of good takeaways but it's also written in like the 90s and so some of the references are like they're like and now we have more choices than ever there's cable tv and I'm like oh my god get out wait till you hear about Netflix (laughs) even worse now (laughs) we tell you about the seven we can't even choose streaming services anymore like I can't even I yeah. get overwhelmed by that decision. They're like, and then- you used to just have to watch what was ever on TV, but now you can channel surf. And I'm like, well, now you can literally watch anything you wanted to watch ever, all the time. At any moment. Yeah. I know the concepts of that book, but I do want to read more because I am all, I'm very much a maximizer. Um, okay. Another book I read this year is... Oh, I just read House, what's it called? House in the Cerulean Sea. Mm. And it's really cute. It was very much a quick read. I like read it in like a day or something. And it's just a really sweet book. I would say it's the most like young adult of the books that I've listed so far. Like it felt like kind of for a younger audience, but that goes to show like it was still a really great story. Um, the main character is gay. So there's some good representation in there and it's just like really, it was really cute and heartwarming. So that I recommend, like I read it on the beach and I think it's perfect for that because it just Mm -hmm. like makes you feel good, but it's also like, it's really well, well written. Like I hate 
beach reads for the sake of beach reads. Like I don't like the book beach read period, but like also <laughs> just in general, those books that are like marketed to be like, it's the whole plot is just like someone falling like in love with a Hallmark else. movie in a book. Like, you know, it's yes, exactly. I don't like those types of books. So this was like something you could read on the beach. That's easy, but like also has a cute plot and like also has some like intriguing elements. So I recommend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, <laughs> when you were reading your cute house of the Cerulean Sea, I was reading Life Before Man by Margaret Atwood. And I really thought <laughs> it was going to be good because it's by Margaret Atwood and she wrote Handmaid's Tale. And um, it was just like, it was a painful read just because <laughs> it was like about these four characters and like, none of them were likable and they all kind of had these like shitty lives and they were all in like their forties. And so I'm like, God, you've all had shitty lives. And like, you keep making more shitty decisions and you're just like, there was no hope. And I was like, Oh God, like is life this bleak for a lot of people? Like, I don't know. It was just like unlikable characters, unlikable storyline. And the whole time I just kept telling Jordan, I was like, I'm feeling like maybe it's going to start to make sense soon, but like it never did. And it was kind of just written from like, it almost felt like a stream of consciousness from all four characters. So it was kind of like, not really like perfectly chronological and like some thoughts. I was like, what is, what are you saying? Like, what's going on? But it just felt like a thought in their head popped up. So then it was written on the book. You know, it just, it was, I don't recommend that book. So I'm going to throw, I have to throw in my bad reads too, because I've read 23 books this year and not all of them are winners. Mm, not all yeah. of them are winners. That's valid. Did you finish it? Yeah, just because I can't not finish. Mm -hmm. I did. And then I'm going to throw in my second, my other hated book this year. And this book I actually hated, but I kind of want people to read it so that they can hate it with me. And <laughs> this was Half Blown Rose by mm. Lisa Cross Smith. This is my oh. book club book. And we just met last week and I did, I, I broke the ice. I'm like talking about the book. And I was like, I hated it. I'm not going to lie. And everyone was like, me too. A lot of them didn't even finish the book, but I'm glad I finished it because the ending just makes you hate it even more. And like, it was just like, so, I don't know. So unrealistic. It's like this woman is like married and her that husband does something that she thinks is bad but I don't think it was like that awful of a betrayal so like it makes all of her actions that are like despite him kind of like you feel sympathetic for him but normally the author wants you to be sympathetic to her because she's like out and like having an affair with this like a hot French man who's like 25 and she's 45 and so and she's just like juggling both of them and it's like just it felt like a middle-aged mom who's like having a life crisis like her diary or like her fantasy of like getting to have her husband but also have this like hot 25 year old in Paris and like just get to do both yeah. with no repercussions so I almost want people to read it just so they could tell me how much they hated it because I have so much more to say I've never written a review this long and scathing on Goodreads before so if you want to know my more in-depth opinion you can go check out my Goodreads review. <laughs> oh my god um yeah I won't be reading I think you told me you were like why don't you read this in Italy when I was trying to think of a new book and I, after you were just ripping on it and I was like no I'm not I'm not gonna read it just so we can hate it together 
even though well you kind of did that for course of love like you heard me like i was like audibly like <laughs> i was like <Yeah>. no <laughs> so but a little bit different um okay my next book which i also read in italy is the invisible life of Addie larue which i really liked it was really really cute i loved the story i love the plot the writing is amazing i'm like looking into reading his other books because i just really liked kind of his style I mean, I don't think it's anything like, I don't know. It was, it's pretty good. I don't think it's like groundbreaking by any means, but it's like a great story and really creative. So I thought it was fun. I think it's really cute too. I'm 400 pages in, so I'm almost done with it. So I'll let you know when I finish. However, I do feel this way about most books that are not like crazy fantasy. I'm like, you do not need to be more than 300 pages. Like mm. some of this stuff, I'm like, we didn't, we could condense a little, you know, but it, it just got really good at probably like the 250 page mark. And so now I'm like really invested, but yeah. I felt like the start was a little slow. Like we didn't need to like see, I don't know. Once they established the point, you're like, okay, I get the point. It's really hard to like not be remembered. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yeah, I do. I almost wish there was less of like examples just kind of the same things happening over and over again and more of the plot that happens in the second half of the book because yeah. I felt like then that part is rushed at least I felt that way and I was like I was like okay now I'm sad that it's over but um mm -hmm. yeah I agree I agree with that that review um oh your turn yeah I just think in general if we're not establishing a world that's not like our own then we don't need 400 500 pages mm -hmm. um Another book that I've read this year is Maybe You Should Talk to Someone, which is also by Lori Gottlieb, who wrote Marry Him. And this is a fun self-help read. I would recommend reading and not audible in this one just because it is written more like a fiction book. And so you like power through it. And um, it's just really fun, especially if you're someone like me who's like interested in psychology, like to read a book from a therapist's point of view about their sessions and how that like impacts them and their lives and like then their sessions with their therapist. It's literally like couples therapy, but like in a book, couples therapy, the show in a book. Mm -hmm. And um, so for me, it was very, very fun, but it's also like a very popular book. So I'm sure a lot of people have read it. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely, if you haven't read that, I would say it's so good. Like if you only read one self-help book in your entire life, I would read that one. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I, oh, another book. I'm only going to do two more. Just telling you that. Okay. Um, so another one that I read in Italy was Remarkably Bright Creatures, which is really sweet. Also, it's a new read. It's like, I don't think it's like a huge page turner. Like I kind of was just like enjoying reading it on the beach, but it's really cute and it's a sweet story. So I would recommend it. I did. It's about an octopus. My dad like loves octopi. And so I did buy it for my dad for father's day, but um, yeah, it's a cute read. Mm -hmm. I know. I, I want to read it because after throne of glass, it's like, <laughs> I want to read lists, but it's like, low on the priority list because it is just like a cute read mm -hmm. um but I remember we were like sitting on the beach and you kept reading new quotes from it and I was like this sounds so sweet <laughs> like I want to read just like a silly cute read from what I heard from you so I would like to partake um 
I know. I feel like I'll just name like two more too. So another book that I read for my book club this year was The Measure by Nikki Ehrlich, which I think this would be a very fascinating movie. I'm not sure if they are making it into one, but basically it's about this, like, it's like, it takes place in the regular world. And then like everyone at one day wakes up, everyone that's over the age of like 23 or something wakes up with a box outside. And it says like, they open the box and there's a string with like a certain length. And everyone in the whole world has this and all the governments are going to work. And then it, it comes to light that these strings are like related to exactly related to the length of their life. And so then there's all this like, I don't know, division in the world with like short stringers and like discrimination against short stringers and like them not being able to get insurance. And it's just like all of these and then being painted as like terrorists and all these crazy things. And so it was a very fascinating read and very thought provoking, like, oh my gosh, like how, you know, how do you measure a good life or does it matter? Like some people choose not to look at their string and all this stuff. And um, it follows like five different people's stories that are all kind of interlaced, like almost like a Valentine, you know, like the movie Valentine's Day, like where they're all have like mm-hmm. separate storylines, but they're all kind of related at the same time. So it's kind of like that. And I kind of felt like the same, it's a little long winded, but the concept is really cool and thought provoking. So I did like it for that reason. I'm gonna, I'll add it to my want to read. Um, okay, the last one I'll talk about is The Fourth Wing, which I got because everyone on TikTok was like, if you finish all of Sarah J. Moss's books and you don't know what to read next, read this. And it's new. Um, it's the first book in a series. The second one comes out in November. So I would recommend waiting a little bit and then reading it because I'm so sad that I have to wait till November. But I truly couldn't put this book down. Like, I got into it way faster than I got into Akotar. And I literally like, like I'm truly finished it in two days and I couldn't put it down. It's the only book on Goodreads that I've written a review for. <laughs> so I highly <laughs> I I recommend saw that. I, I saw it. I added my want to read because I was like, if Jordan's writing a review, it's <laughs> gotta be good. <laughs> Never written. Yeah. It was just like immediately captures your attention. And then you're like page turning the entire time. Just like can't put it down. So it was great. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And then I'll name one more and then we can like just fire off our want to reads for the year or the summer. Um, Another book, this is self-help, but I very highly recommend this book is 4,000 Weeks. It's called Time Management for Mortals. And I think this book is almost like a fresh look at the paradox of choice where it's like talking about this concept of time and like how much time we all have and how we're going. You're not going to be able to do and say yes to everything you want to say yes to. So like be mindful of what, what you're spending your time doing. And um, it's just, it reframes everything about time for me because it, it talked a lot about how like we're so ingrained in this like hustle culture and like productivity culture of that. It, whenever you are like stuck in that, it only makes you more stressed out and it only makes you have time for more things. Like I feel like I look over and everyone is like texting and driving and emailing and texting and I'm like, what did we, is this why our economy is more productive than ever? Because we're just always literally on all the time. Like when are people taking time to rest if they can't even sit at a stoplight for 20 seconds, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a very, it's a very thought provoking read. And if you struggle with like time management or not feeling productive enough, I would highly recommend this book. 
um, add it to my want to read. Um, okay, I'm, I'll go through my want to read really fast. And I also am gonna say that I'm currently reading uh, Demon Copperhead, which is really good. So recommend that. Mm-hmm. Are you guys reading it for book club? Yes, so I am buying that tomorrow when I also buy Throne of Glass. So I can also just say I'm currently reading Demon Copperhead, even though I haven't started, but I will. Be. I, I also bought it for my dad. So cute. we can all three chat about it, but it's really cute. Okay, my want to reads I have The Paris Apartment, Daisy Jones and the Six, The School for Good Mothers, The Body Keeps the Score, It Ends with Us, which I'm not really excited to read. The only reason I want to read it is because of those memes that came out of how ugly Blake Lively looked filming it. And I don't understand how they can make her look ugly because she's truly the most beautiful one to ever walk this earth. So I'm just like, who is this fucking character that did that to Blake Lively? Um, Signs, Secret Language of the Universe, Green Lights, Matthew McConaughey's memoir, Becoming, Michelle Obama's memoir and then a bunch of books that I've just been saving from whenever anyone says okay you finish Akotar and you don't know what to read next so one of them is Bonded by Thorns which is Beast of the Briar series one of them is the Mistborn series Dance of Thieves series Nevernight Chronicles Shades of Magic which is also written by the guy who wrote Addie LaRue um, and then Daughter of Smoke and Bone. And so some of those look like pretty chuggy fantasy books, but I am definitely interested to read some of them. They're just in my Goodreads, so I don't forget about them. Well, I'm excited to see how those go because I know I saw on Goodreads you adding all these fantasy and I was like, wow, Jordan's committing. She's committing <laughs> to the fantasy bit and like we're in and I'm along for the ride. <laughs> um, I have like a hundred books my want to read list, but I will just scroll through and pick a couple. So Things We Never Got Over, which is a book in a series. I don't even know what it's about, but I saw my friend gave it a five-star review on Goodreads. And so I was like, I've never seen you give a five-star book review to anything. So I want to check it out. Um, The Things We Cannot Say, which I think is written by the same author of All the Light We Cannot See. And it's another like World War II book. And I just love, I haven't read a good historical fiction novel in a while. So I want to read another one. Um, how to be perfect the correct answer to every moral question i just thought that sounded good i don't know i don't know if it's good um i added fourth wing um i added perfectly ordinary people which is another like historical fiction um it ends with us because just because we said everyone says you just have to and in the movie or whatever is coming out so i do want to read it um 101 essays that will change the way you think green lights matthew mcconaughey i want to read matthew perry's autobiography mm-hmm. um and then I want to read 21 lessons of the 21st century which is written by the same guy who wrote sapiens and I really liked that book and so I'm excited to see what his second book is about I also want to read love Pamela which is Pamela Anderson's rating I mean what's her book memoir <laughs> what's what's the word um <laughs> it doesn't have it has like less than a four-star rating which is less than like the Paris or I'm glad mom died, but like I watched Tom and Pammy, the show, and it was insane. And so I'm sure like, and she didn't even want that show to be produced. Like she didn't want the story to be told from like not her lens. So I'm excited to read her perspective on a lot of these things. Um, And then I literally have like a hundred more, but we can, we can just retouch as a, in a fall book club setting and see where we're at there. Yay. Um, awesome. Well, 
thanks everyone for listening this week. We hope you're reading lots. Please like comment or DM. Please DM me specifically if any of those fantasy books I just listed you read and they were actually good or if they're actually bad. But also as always, rate, review, subscribe, follow us on socials and thanks for being here. We will see you next week. Woo.